Hello. Welcome. Hey, welcome. Hello. To the United We Nerdcast, where we talk about anything nerdy, obviously. Maybe I more. Am, uh, your host, Brian Faber. <laughs> Off to a great start. <laughs> <laughs> this is just going to be the every every time we get together, you know, it's just going to be. Yeah. It's going to hey be like man. this every intro. Hey, man. It's 2021. Things are off the rails. We're just going to do it. We're just going to do it live. As if 2020 wasn't worse. Wasn't worse <laughs> enough. <laughs> I think we're just a, a little tired, maybe. <laughs> we're yes. just all a little tired. <laughs> As I said, I'm your host, uh, Brian Saber. And along with me are my co-host, Marcelo. Hey, what's up, guys? And Joel. Oh, yo, yo. Uh, so, guys, this is officially uh, episode one of the podcast. Yeah, it's the uh, it's the real one. This is this is for oh, real reels. The real real deal. one. The real steel deal. Yeah. Oh, real steel. <laughs> <laughs> I hated that movie. That movie. I tried to watch that a couple weeks ago. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah, <laughs> fucking <okay>. little kid. <laughs> Is it only because of the little kid? Yes. But that okay. was my biggest problem with Iron Man 3. I just... The, the whiny kid doesn't do it for me. I, okay, I, I'm gonna... You know me. I am an Iron Man 3 defender. That kid, that kid was not whiny. He was trying to match Tony's um, assholery. Like snarkyism? Snarkiness? Yeah. Wasn't taking shit. <laughs> I, I think will defend Iron Man 3 until the day I die. I've only seen that movie, honestly, maybe twice. You can watch it this holiday season. It is a Christmas movie. Well, it's not. Don't ever, don't ever say that to me. I mean, it I'm gonna say to your face for the next fifty years. There is a little little Christmas tree in the beginning of the movie, and throughout the movie. Is that all? The qual is that the only quantifier you need to have a Christmas movie? Is that there has to be some sort of like Christmas decoration or something? Is that how that works? Well, no, they re they reference it being Christmas. Oh, because the whole like, if you remember, Tony Stark's going through his whole post Avengers. Like crisis. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's right. And he buys that gigantic, like stuffed, like teddy bear mm -hmm. for Pepper for Christmas, and it's like as big as a two-story house. Because <laughs> of course Tony has to do it big. Just like I wonder man. how much actually cost Disney. Like, what was the budget for that? For for the stuffed teddy bear. <laughs> yeah, that's two stories tall. <laughs> They probably sell stuffed animals more than how much that probably costs. Yeah. <laughs> Are you actually looking it up? Yes. Oh, it's a bunny. Oh, was it a bunny? Yeah. Oh. The bunny. What's the verdict? Hold on. Got to use that supercomputer brain. But I just, I don't know. I like Iron Man 3. I know I'm in the minority. 
<laughs> but hey, just think about it. If it wasn't for Iron Man 3, we might have not have be getting the actual Mandarin. This is true. Because it, it was because of Iron Man 3 that showed Disney that a lot of people actually cared about the Mandarin. Oh, never see him coming. America. <laughs> There's no Funny. listed price. Because really? it, it was a custom-made bunny suit, according oh. to comicbook.com. Oh. One of a kind. One so that means that, that just jacks up the price then. Right? Now it's a collector's item. I think it's, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess it's like 10 10k. That's my guess. Okay. I think that's fair. I bet you some super fan probably has it in their house right now. Well, I don't know how old that article I was reading was, but it did say that you could reach out to them and potentially pre-order it. So I, I imagine. I imagine like some production comp like prop companies, you could probably pay them a hefty sum to make a prop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Uh I guess since uh, we are recording this on Monday the February twenty second mm-hmm. of twenty twenty one. Already. Um would you guys like to uh say a few words to uh some fallen robots today? Man, dude, it broke my heart, man. <laughs> Almost three decades, dude, for it's real. A long time, yeah. I didn't realize that Daft Punk has been around for almost as long as we've been alive. Yep. Like I didn't realize they like started in '93. Dude, I I didn't even discover them till. Uh... Marcelo showed me them when I was 18. I mean, I kind of got word of them here and there, but I was like, that's when he like showed me. And I was like, what? How did I not, you know, he showed me like around the world and like live stuff. Maybe I found them sooner on MySpace, actually. <laughs> like someone told me, okay, maybe. All I know is Marcel. I think Marcel introduced them to me either way. And I was like, what? And, you know, there's never the same again for me because I just, they're just hella good. Like, Good bass, simple drums, like a good hook or melody. It's it's a good dance anthem. Like it, it de- like they probably definitely had like a good fan base when they started. But like, as soon as like the internet got to the age of like anime music videos, and um, harder, faster, stronger came out. Oh yeah, that, it was just like, that's what perfect they, timing everywhere. Perfect timing. But yeah, I was like. Cause I, I didn't know too like I have a generalized knowledge of Daft Punk. Like you guys definitely love them more than I do. Like I don't hate them. I like their music. Oh, you hate them then. That that's what you're saying. You <laughs> yeah. I I out of cancel cancel. They were done. United Nerds done already. <laughs> well, this was episode. This is the first first and final episode of United We Nerd. <laughs> yeah, and, episode um... zero release never. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, they were just. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, definitely me and Marcella more into like the EDM stuff, mm. and yeah, just big impact for me, especially as a musician. Like, just good. They're just good, and they know when to like 
bring on guests and make good material and they're not afraid to do it and, and license their stuff out too to like Kanye West or lend a hand to like the weekend. It's oh man. Like they're definitely one of like the musical act, like biggest musical acts that wasn't afraid to collaborate. Even to a point where um it felt like their own music like they were the guests on their own music. Definitely felt that with their last album. And that was that was just dope. I think they just that album, Random Access Memory, is just so damn good. Like I remember when I got it, I was looking forward to it, and it's just on repeat forever. I still listen to some of the songs today and well, you know, me and Marcel go back and forth with Giorgio by Marauder, and it just we just keep going back and forth with that. It's, yeah, it's um, just and it's very rare that you get a like a musical act, like a group that actually goes out on their own. Like a lot, like a lot of times, like usually bands will break up because of some dispute either with bandmates or a record label, but they actually were able to do what they wanted and kind of call it quits when they felt like it was right. It was time. There's going to be more. I really thought there was going to be at least one more, uh, like album or something. It was really funny though. Um, when we home today, like I was like driving, listening to, uh, REM, and I was like, wait a minute. Are they going to do the Tron 2 soundtrack at least? In Tron 3? <laughs> oh, that's right. Tron. Well, yeah, Tron 3. Well, I guess, <laughs> I guess not now. I need there to be a chance. <laughs> Come out of retirement for Tron 3. All I probably be producing still. That's my guess. Like, they're just so talented. At, they're, they're really good at putting together music different people and it i'd be amazed if they don't do something like that but maybe disney will be like hey come the fuck back out of retirement he's a shitload of money and they're like well maybe <laughs> they're just gonna back up a dumpster in france just a big ass cash dumpster <laughs> and just like tip it <laughs> it's like hey i know you loaded one of your personas on youtube can you reverse that we need we need to make another tron movie how many millions and millions of dollars is it going to take? Yeah, it's I don't, it's I was thinking about it earlier today. It's like, man, I didn't realize how how widespread the the fan base was until I started looking at the comments on their um their epilogue uh YouTube video. And there's literally many people from many different countries like basically saying like their their final goodbyes to like Daft Punk. And it was and there. Good. Oh, sorry. I'm just going to say uh, their music is just simple, good. And it just like transcends like whatever anyone does, you know, just you could tell people like know their songs and just you know, two French dudes making funky ass shit, and it just no one like will debate their talent. I feel like I was kind of I was kind of thinking, um, which 
would you guys consider um like the possibility of them like reuniting at some point for like because you have to imagine like i know like it's called the, I know it's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but like, let's be honest, like nowadays, it's kind of like any influential music group gets in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. I I would without a doubt see them there. And they, they probably will reunite one more time. If they show up in their outfits, I think they everyone would be tickled, but maybe they might do it professionally. Like, we actually see who they are. Who knows? I don't know. Personally, I think it'd be better if we just never knew. Just leave it as a, as that mystery. It's like there was this, these two these two guys that donned donned the robot helmets and gave us fresh beats for like almost thirty years, and they just went away. Yeah, there are pictures of them, but they're very private. So who knows what they're fucked? They're in some weird cultist robot shit, probably. <laughs> hey, if it made fucking bumping music, I'm not complaining. <laughs> yeah, I mean. About the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame thing, like at first I used to be like, "Why are they letting rappers and whatever in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame?" But it's just like, music is for everyone, so I think that's why they just looped it all together, and uh, that that's fine. Because like really, at some point, um, like probably at at the beginning, it was like strictly rock and roll. But you have to imagine at that point, like rock and roll was like the biggest shit back yep. in like when when was. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame made in I don't know, probably 50s, 60s, um, maybe even the 70s. I'm going to look that up right now. Um, it was opened in actually in 95. Oh, shit. So it's, oh, wow. That's not that, that they're not that old. Or at least, no, like, that's the, not the, old the, at all. The physical location, I guess. Wow. Is it like in I'm, Tennessee or some shit? Oh, no, it's in Ohio. Oh, that's right. It's, it's in Cleveland. I um, I went there once. It was actually really cool. Oh, nice. Highly recommend um, checking it out. I guess I have okay, an excuse okay. to go to Ohio then. Okay, so the Rock and Roll Hall of like the actual like organization was made in '83. Oh, okay. The building, the the physical location was made in '95. So they've been, so they've been, yeah, they're pretty much around like the '80s was like the big rock and rock and roll era. I'd I'd even argue '70s, '80s, '90s. Yeah. Um. So I can understand like it being like, oh, why you know why are these pop pop artists and these rappers getting into rock roll? It's like, well, you have to you have to think about it. It's like. Nowadays, there's so much more access to different genres of music, as well as just different artists. But there's a lot more people actually willing to like merge genres and like collab. So when you have only one, like besides like award shows that has a place that actually like puts musical like performers on a pedestal, like why not add? Others yeah, right. Music. Like, you yeah, know, there's cool. some some artists who are like really talented in the recording studio, but like they're assholes in real life. It's like, uh, <laughs> or you know, finding out about for me, big, big. I was big on Eric Clapton, and you know, oh fuck, he's a racist. It's like, god damn it, <laughs> fucking ah, shit. <laughs> it's like one of those things. Like, 
it's one of those things of growing up it's like okay which who who did i like as as a young adult is gonna be bad it's uh i don't know it's it's weird it's weird to think about and i guess it kind of goes it, then then you get into the whole subject as like separating artists from the art and it just gets all yeah me- yeah it gets all messy yeah yeah it's, sometimes it's tough people make really good shit but then they're complete assholes yep uh, i don't know well where wherever wherever the the two robot people go hopefully they will enjoy their much deserved retirement and we will be sad while listening to (laughs) their music and think about it this way now we can get greatest hits albums they've 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 ventured into that territory of greatest hits albums 2005 one you kind of broke up there for a second. Yeah, I for some reason I was this section is like really chugging hard. I don't know why for this past minute. I coming through clear now. Yeah. All right. Um, but yeah, just I, I hope I never have to worry about the robots doing anything bad. Fuck. <laughs> oh fuck. Uh you know, I think I think we just have to err on the side of um, ignorant bliss until the time yeah. comes. Yeah. I mean, I guess ha- in that way, having a persona isn't uh, the worst thing in the world. I I did see some people say it's like, why do they have to break up Daft Punk? They could have just put anybody underneath the mask. It's like, I don't know about that. Nice sentiment, but I think we would all know sonically like this is this isn't them. <laughs> it's like this it's a little different. I, you know, with Spider Man, I think that's okay. With Daft Punk, I, I can't bend on that. What are you talking about? You can't just like cycle out the robots every every couple years. <laughs> I'm sure they're gonna yeah, they need a charge. That's why they're retiring. Get a so fresh, they, gotta put on, they gotta um install the next firmware updates yeah when you know, everyone's forgotten them in 500 years they're going to come back get those lithium-ion batteries yeah. <laughs> they're going to release the same music same everything and people are like whoa this is sick <laughs> my god you can you imagine just having <laughs> it's like we we are back we are going to release um our newest album it's um the the resurrection the resurrection album and it's like literally just the same songs with just like one tiny like second of difference (laughs) it's like oh masterpiece (laughs) highly recommend if you love daft punk or not to watch their live performance of when the grammys were thing um with pharrell and stevie wonder great great performance that was good when i used to care about award shows that was like my last award show and then after that no one could top that in my eyes like (laughs) like legit like legit if if you don't even like really care about 
like Daft Punk or at all. Just like, just watch it for the the sheer like magnitude of that occasion where you would have, you know, arguably the one of the biggest groups of the generation and Stevie Wonder on the same stage performing together. Yeah. It was dope, man. You know, oh, you know, I just thought. But would you with how everybody's reacting, would you consider Daft Punk to be kind of like the like our generation, like the closest thing our generation can kind of uh compared to when the Beatles broke up? Maybe. I guess you have to ask different circles, too, because I feel like, at least for, like, me, like, Daft Punk's super important, but I know not everyone in our friend group really likes them. So... I mean, you could say the same thing about the Beatles. There's there's people that don't give a shit about the Beatles. <laughs> Why don't you give a shit about us? <laughs> like, they, um, they I guess that's fair. Like, the worldwide, like, reach... Mm, I'd say it's an equivalent. I can't think of one now. I'm pretty sure there's been many artists I'm overlooking right now, and someone's like cringing. How could you forget so and so? Like, there's been like single, there's been like single act performers that have a big, like a bigger reach, of course. But like, can like I can't like nowadays I can't really think of a modern group that is that big. Um, shit, I I can't. Maybe Marcelo. Do you think there's someone as big as Daft Punk? Across the world? That's a, that's a pretty subjective question, I think, because there's so many people that were influenced by Daft Punk, you know? So, I, I while, while you're away, I asked Joel this question, and I want to see what you think. Um, I, basically, I basically asked, um, do you think that Daft Punk is our generation's um, kind of like, not, maybe not equivalent, but kind of like, on the same vein as when the Beatles broke up. Mm -hmm. As far as like their reach and their influence in music. You know, I, I guess again, I, I think, I don't think so. I really like Daft Punk, but I don't mm. feel, well, me personally, I don't feel like that big of like a, holy shit. Like, like it's all over. It's all come crumbling That's down. People are freaking the fuck out. I know. I don't have that sensation. I don't have that feeling. I'm just like, well, thirty years is a long fucking time. It is a very long time in music. It's a long time. I'm sure they were tired because I'm, you know, just because they weren't, just because they weren't releasing albums doesn't mean they were doing like work in the background. You know. Right. I mean, they're probably busy producing a whole bunch of things that we don't know about or just kind of like right. working working in the down low right 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 yeah no i mean it sucks i would like i said i would have liked just one more album but hey shit they released enough good content to just keep listening to you know hey music lives on man music lives on all right well i'm sure we'll be listening to a lot of Daft Punk in a kind of uh, bittersweet in memoriam kind of <laughs> um, 
but yeah, so uh, let's uh, let's get on our weeks. Uh, Marcelo, since yeah. you're since you're a little preoccupied, let's start with you. Let's have you can have the floor. Right. Let's see. What did I do with my week last week? I um, I um, oh, so I forgot to cancel my CBS All Access subscription uh, free trial from the Super Bowl. So I, my credit card got charged for it, and I was like, fuck it, I'm going to start watching Star Trek, the Star Trek Discovery. <laughs> Dude, that shit is so good. Oh, yeah. man, it's so good. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's such an entertaining show. Now, would so you, good. out of all the other like Star Trek series that you've seen, where would you place it? I think... I mean, you can't really, you can't compete with the next generation, so that's, of course, always number one. I haven't seen Deep Space Nine yet, so I can't really compare it to anything. Um, but this one is, this one's, a, like, tied for first, in my opinion. There's just something about it that I really enjoyed. And I know it got a lot of hate for being not very Star Trek. But, I don't know, there's just not something that really caught my attention with it. Not Star Trek, how? Well, I think from, you know, what what ended up happening a lot with this show is it was very much like, in the first season at least, there's just, a, you know, most people know Star Trek and the Federation as like a, uh, it's, a, it's all peace, right? It's all peaceful. They're supposed to be just scientists and stuff like that. But a lot of the first... Explorers, season, yeah. Right, but a lot of the first season focused on them being at war with the Klingons, so they were, like, militarized. So I don't know if that turned people off to it, because maybe they were in their minds, they were like, oh, this isn't, this isn't the Federation. This is um, just Star Wars. And this is kind of like a prequel to the first Star Trek, to, like, where oh, we meet up with, like... Spock and 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 Kirk. It's like a prequel. Okay. I was about to ask because like you said that they were going to war the Klingons. Like, wait, are they fighting again? Mm -hmm. This was like, like yeah. way like way long ago. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. So this is like this takes place before. I, see, and I don't, I can't really Would because the timelines that... are all funky. I can't really even say for sure. Would you say that this is kind of like the idea of like the Federation? Like, I don't know that much about Star Trek, so correct me if I'm kind of like speaking on my ass. But like, do you think like this is kind of like showing like a grit, like a grittier beginning to like the Federation where it's like they're going, they're going out in the space. They found this, you know, race of hostile beings and then they're like oh we need to uh, we need to, we we need to defend the galaxy kind of thing like we need to show our no i not so much that it really a lot of it like ends up becoming like one person made an oopsie and caused a war <laughs> i like that. <laughs> i mean get any more real than that shit Pretty much the actions of one person essentially led to a war is kind of like the 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 premise of it. And um Yeah, so I started I started watching that, right? I think I just finished season two today. 
and there's three seasons, so I'll probably start season three tomorrow. But I started that, and I also started Picard. Uh, no, I, I remember a lot of people talking about Picard before it came out. Oh, yeah, people were obsessed with it, and then they were, like, shooting it down. People were pissed about Picard. I like it. I mean, uh, uh, there's maybe, well, if you know me, like, you know that I like big budget stuff. Like, it looks clean. <laughs> graphics are good. Like, that's why I like big budget anime. Uh-huh. I like I like the cleanliness so, of it all. Picard was supposed to be like a short, like a mini series, right? Like a short. You know how like much? A... It's I think it's just a normal series. I don't think it's a mini series. Okay. I'd have to get back to you on that. I'm not 100. percent But so, as far as you've watched it so far, mm-hmm. does Picard feel more like this is? this is a story that was worth telling or was it like, we want to get the band back together kind of series. Like, was there a, was, do you feel like there was a re, a need to have this come out? I don't think so. I really do feel like it's just them trying to take full advantage of like the popularity of Patrick Stewart and the character of, of Picard like they're realizing and it's like, hey, most of these actors are still around. We should probably do something before it's too late. Yeah, I mean, the next, Disney. the next generation's been over for, what, what 20 years? It's a long next, time. Next generation was when we were kids. Let's see. It was, so was a long time ago. It was on from. Okay. From eighty-seven to ninety-four, so yeah, wow. I mean it's it's been a pretty long time. So from ninety-four started in eighty-seven. Mm-hmm. Wow, I thought it was nineties to like ninety-eight. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm enjoying it pretty much a lot of this this week for me because the kids were sick has been um TV, and mm-hmm. so <laughs> Emma and I started watching a survivor just like from oh. season one up to season 40 really yeah you're you're going through the gamut holy crap jesus i remember the first like five seasons they were yeah. really good and after that i was like all right i'm done with this shit you know i was surprised when i found out like a few months ago that big brother was still a thing dude it's still like really popular like there was this big thing uh that like a group of people like in I think it was like Big Brother Germany or something like they like came out of like quarantine and they were like, What the fuck's the coronavirus? Yeah, I heard about that. Like it happened mid pandemic. Mm-hmm. What I did not hear about this. That is so they like literally came out of a quarantine to another quarantine. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. And I found it was crazy because, like, the American one, they legit still had a Big Brother last year. Mm-hmm. Like, even, like during the pandemic, it's like, is this really what? Is this really a? Uh, I understand, like, we need TV right now, but getting a bunch of strangers into one big house with with a camera crew doesn't sound like the best idea to me. Yeah. So, um, what else? We did the raid together. That was something we did. Yes, we did. Here um, we go. Here we go. But, you oh know, I know we're going to talk about Disney in a little bit. But yeah, this, that was this pretty is... much... 
That was yeah, pretty spoiler, much my this, is gonna, this is going to become a Destiny podcast later on, so <laughs> watch out. Right, everybody, hold your moats. <laughs> if we could fucking pick him up. <laughs> Hang on to your moats. Take those. Well, cool. You, it seems like you're definitely uh, diving headfirst into a subscription you meant to fucking <laughs> get rid of. Hey, man, I figured if I'm going to pay for this, I might as well take full advantage of it. Nice. But I'm gonna that was pretty that was my week, man. What about you, Brian? What did you do? Um, well, I just got through uh a few things. Ooh. Uh the the past two weeks straight, there were two uh card game releases. Oh which was right. fun. So two weeks ago, um was the delayed release of the the new Digimon TCG, mm-hmm. and as as you would expect, um, the supply was limited, so a lot of people were trying to find what they could, and then anywhere that had um, product uh, was selling it for probably more than it deserves to uh, be sold for. Now were were stores limiting like customers from the like the bulk that they could buy? So here's the here's the thing. Some stores were doing that, but what happened for that is that um the allocation for um a lot of stores got fucked right before release. Mm-hmm. So a lot of stores got maybe a fraction of what they requested. And then some stores didn't get anything. Oh shit! Um, so that's why that's why it was a big scramble to try to find something. Like I, uh, I searched probably I want to say almost ten stores in the Bay Area, like Whoa. online, of course, until I found um, this store in uh, in San Francisco that was selling them. Little bit, a little more ex- expensive than I uh, was hoping for, but um, it was an interesting experience. Normally, I uh, I haven't been in the city for over a year, so it was, that was an interesting experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was actually a real shame because the store actually looked pretty neat. Um, but they had so. Let me give you like a picture. So. Their store is like a big like cards and collectibles place, right? And like the mm-hmm. pictures I saw looked really dope. Um, but because of you know the situation of the world, um, they had to modify. And so they became like a pickup only kind of place. Mm-hmm. And so what they did was they got those like buildable, like graded shelving that you'd see at like conventions for like Oh, like the the with the metal bars and the graded like shelves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the store owner put one of those right at the front door, with like a tiny gap on the side to do transactions, oh. and you would literally walk up to the door and be like, "Yo, I'm here to pick up something." I'm like, "Okay, cool." And then they'll go to the back, find your order, come over, and they kind of like slide the card reader under the gap. Like put your cards. Like, it felt it felt very fucking um, 
Blade Runner-esque <laughs> in that kind of way. So it's just kind of like there's a kind of drapery on like part of the shelving. So it's kind of like you feel like you're kind of like the shopkeepers kind of like peeking over trying to make a deal. It's really weird. So that's where you got the Digimon stuff at? So that's where I got my the one I did the opening of last week. Mm. Because back in October when they announced the set, I pre-ordered um, from a online store. And when the news came out that a lot of places weren't going to get the allocation that they requested, I wasn't hearing back from them. And I was like, um, okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, what do I do? Because I'm not, I'm not saying that like, the store that I order from is a good store. Like I've ordered from them before, but um, they're also out of Texas. Mm. So, oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if any of you live in america you know what's going on in texas so i was like uh shit okay you know so I, yeah i guess that would cause some problems but on a good note uh i finally got it today so it survived um it survived the snow of texas nice who delivered um, it? Give them a hand. The the United States Postal Service. Of course. Rain or shine, snow, sleet, lava, hail. And no damage either. Oh, dude. Not like that Gundam box we saw. <laughs> Marcelo, dude, that was nuts. That? I did. That was nuts. So we had so our a friend of ours posted something on Facebook. Um and it was it was a link from another post of this guy who ordered a Gundam model. And you know, on the box, this is fragile and what and whatnot. And of course, it looks like someone just like flopped right on the box and, cr and like it crushed. You know, like there's parts of it where like some some of it didn't touch, but like you can see, there's like a big fat ass print right on the Crazy. box. And it, uh, I know Joel. I know it hurt Joel. It hurt me too. <laughs> it did. Did we find out if if the actual model was okay? I don't know. Actually, I don't know. I would actually. I I'm actually curious, but we'll find. will find out. We'll update maybe in another podcast. Makes that uh that high grade into a hard grade. <laughs> Still putting <laughs> that shit together. Um, but yeah. So that was the first week of the big card rush um mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and of course this past friday was the release of the new pokemon set and so for those of you that don't know um i've been getting really back into pokemon as of last year as of course a lot of other people were so thanks to our, our lord and savior uh logan paul don't get me started <laughs> Marcelo has a tattoo of him. I do. Don't get me started. Oh, I could I could talk about that for a bit. Um, but of of course, as things are right now, um, a lot of people really want to get Pokemon cards for one reason or another. And if you thought that trying to get Digimon cards was a thing, for like the past few months, Pokemon has just been in a drought, and it's not because of like 
their popularity is going down is because their popularity is so much and Pokemon just can't keep up with it. So there's not, there's like nothing like literally within hours of opening stores were decimated. They're luckily the, um, our local store implemented the one per rule. So you can only buy one item per customer. So I was able to go down there and be like, yo, let me get some of this. And I was like, okay, cool. And I was fine. But like you go to any Target, any Walmart, any any like big chain store that sells Pokemon, there's a line of people waiting. Waiting for That's... waiting for that poor, poor uh stock person to roll that big crate of Pokemon cards to the aisle and stock that shit up just for the the last when the last box hits that shelf, they come they they come running. And I mean, I, mean I told they, you, I think I told you that Friday that I was out at a Target getting picking something up and there was just a bunch of guys like with a cart full of everything. Yes. And um, that's been the big problem because um, because of how popular Pokemon's gotten just because of like the pandemic and people not having things to do and so like oh i'm gonna buy pokemon cards you know because my favorite creator opened up a box of cool cards and i want to get cool cards and um there what's unfortunate is that there's a lot of people that okay i'm just gonna say scalpers there's Mm -hmm. a lot of scalpers taking advantage of that and like like the guy you saw was most definitely a scalper there's like a um, group of like two or three guys or something just they come in with those shopping carts and they are eyeballing that aisle waiting for that stock person to finish their job just so they can come in with their arm and shove the whole thing in their cart and not a lot of big stores really care right there's some there's some there's some that will try to moderate like purchase limits but mm-hmm. a lot of stores don't care. So you'll, within matter of minutes, you'll have a store that's decimated. And then, of course, a lot of, um, a lot of those people will open up everything or even just sell the unopened product online for two to three times th- the price. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll give you an example. Um, MSRP for usually a new set of, like, a new box a Pokemon, depending on the set, can range between 90 maybe to $100, depending on if it's like a special special release set. Um, people were selling boxes for like $300 per... Fucked up, man. Um, people would open up packs of cards so they can find like the rarest cards that or like the ones that people want the most and then sell them for three times the amount that day. Cause they know that people want to get those cards. And since there's nothing on the shelves, you, the only way to buy them is secondhand. And it's, it's just ridiculous. And why has uh, everything this year become about scalping and like buying everything out and reselling for all these outrageous prices? Why can't we just all be able to just get like our hands on the things that we want? 
pandemic, man, beginning, people buying hella toilet paper and supplies, sanitizer. Remember when people like upselling toilet paper? I was like, that's just fucked up. Like, let mm-hmm. people get their toilet paper. But I'm glad like stores said, no, you can't return your 20 fucking paper towels. You got to hold on great. to it. So, that's yeah. great. Yeah. But I am appreciative of po- the Pokemon company, though, because um, recently they released a statement. Um, to sum it up, basically, they basically says like, yeah, we, we know that um, our, you know, product shipments haven't been the best just because, you know, we had printing issues and, you know, we couldn't keep up. But we were doubling down on our efforts and we're going to be releasing massive amounts of uh, past Pokemon sets. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of sets that are very popular. So... What that they're means gonna flood is, your market. they're going to exactly. They're gonna flood your market, which is great because that means those those card prices are going to go down. So all those scalpers that bought all of that product they haven't sold it yet are going to be stuck with a bunch of product. It's going to be the same thing like that guy that bought all those Xboxes and PS5s. That guy. Oh, what are you going to do with them, man? Are you going to sell them? Are you going to hold on to them? What are you? What are your plans? Well, um. I'm definitely um it's funny because um I'm I'm a mixture of like I want to collect some things, but then I'm also like I have cards in mind for when things get back to a more regular system where you can like play again. Cause I've been I've been um communicating with a bunch of other people from like the, the TCG community and um it's gotten me really back into actually playing the game. Like when I when I started back in October, I was like, oh, I'm just going to collect them again because, of, you know, reliving memories and it was it was fun. But now I'm like, oh, man, this is this is actually a lot of fun to play. It's like I have like a group of people that I talk to that like to play it, too. And it's a lot of fun. So I'm definitely doing like a balancing act of like there are things that I just want to have to collect, like have in my collection. But there's also things that I know that I can use for playability wise because pokemon's weird because pokemon's a balancing act of there's cards that are really good to use to play and mm-hmm. there's cards that are utter trash but they're very very collectible mm, yeah and so it's I, just... I mean i mean i you know those couple of years ago and we were all buying like a fuck ton of pokemon cards you remember that we were all like getting yeah. together and playing and stuff I ended up selling almost all of my EX cards for a pretty good profit. So, yeah, I mean, some cards uh, appreciate in value, some cards don't, depending on the landscape of uh, the game. Mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. It's one of those things where it's like when a set comes out, there are definitely cards that people really want. Like, of course, if they're like the new set has a Charizard in it. Like Charizard, if a set has a Charizard card, it's automatically going to be the most expensive card in the set because people just have an obsession with Charizard. It's stupid because he's the worst starter. And it's actually kind of funny because the past few sets that had Charizard, I want to say the past four sets that had a Charizard in it, one of them was decent. (laughs) And none of them are actually used in top tier gameplay. It's just merely collection based. 
And also because Logan Paul pulled a Charizard and was like, this this card's worth thousands of dollars. And it's like everyone's like, oh no. shit. It's like, no, it's not. <laughs> You're gonna make it worth thousands of dollars, but it's not really worth thousands of dollars. But yeah, it was it's it was wild. And it's gonna be that way for a little while. Um luckily I already locked down the next set that comes out, and the next set that comes out in March is like a big like a lot of people are looking at it as like a big player set. Shit. Like the one the one that just came out is like a big collector set because it's like a big collection of past cards, but they're they're like they're shiny versions. Mm-hmm. So that's a big collector set because everybody wants the shinies. It's the same mm-hmm. card. It does the same thing, but it's shiny. And I don't mean like it's holographic. It's like the in Pokemon how they have the shiny version where like oh, the, the altered, yeah, 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 yeah. altered colored pokemon it's like those cards i wonder what i wonder what the rarity is for that like are people going to be able to i mean like i said the char- they have the charizard in it that's like the shiny charizard so that's probably going to be worth a hundred mm-hmm. some dollars for the at least a month until people realize that oh it's just the same charizard that no one plays with it drops down again mm-hmm like when that card originally came out like people were people were selling it for like 150 dollars and i checked recently and it's like worth 85 dollars crazy it'll probably it'll probably go down in in a few months again because no one plays it um but yeah had that um i finally beat um dmc5 special edition with virgil that that was that was fun i i've been like holding it off just because I wanted to kind of savor it, but then I realized that I can play Bloody Palace afterwards. So I was like, I was pushing to get Bloody Palace, mm-hmm. especially because I've been wanting, I've been wanting to do it, uh, play it on stream because I want to try to make the goal of um, reaching all ninety nine levels of Bloody Palace. What? How far you've got? How far have you gotten now? I did. A, I did a test run, and I got, I got to the first boss. But like in history, I've gotten to maybe like level forty. Damn. And that's just like playing very conservatively, which um for other characters like Nero and Dante, that's not how you should play. But for someone like Virgil, being conservative is actually a good thing. So I'm hoping that I can reach level ninety nine for the first time. You can do it. I, um, but yeah, that was it's interesting because Anybody who's played a Devil May Cry game like three and onward that has the special Virgil edition knows that it's pretty much just adding Virgil to the game and you're just playing the game as Virgil and like they'll have like a special like intro video and like a special outro video. Um, but everything else is pretty much the same and they cut out every all the other cutscenes because he's not involved pretty much. Uh, but it is a very it's a very fun game playing as Virgil because it's like out of like the three three to four games he's been in, if you count the uh the uh um the Dante version of, of Devil May Cry. <laughs> you know, I've I've never actually played a single Devil May Cry game. I've never touched one. I have no idea. Same. I've just been watching what every you stream. Have you ever played like a character action game before? I'm sure I have. Um, Pretty sure. Because if if you've enjoyed like like at, like character based action games with like the 
outlandish like combos and like upgrade like upgradable move sets and whatnot. Like you mean like prototype? That game was the shit. <laughs> actually, prototype does count. Yeah. At least I think it counts. Um but this is just my personal opinion, but um also because I, I haven't played Nier yet. And I know a mm-hmm. lot of people a lot of people praise Nier Automata. Um, which I have to get to eventually. Started it. Um, but I personally think that like Devil like Devil May Cry as a series is like top tier as far as character action games go, just by like Devil May Cry 5 alone has so much attention to detail as far as like game mechanics, you know, just like overall style and like um like care for like the history of like Devil May Cry as a whole. Like it was definitely like a passion project for the team at Capcom that makes Devil May Cry. Mm-hmm. And so out of all the games that had Virgil in it, this one really makes you feel like Virgil is like the Uber boss that shouldn't be playable, but he is. Now Virgil's the one that has like the cane, right? And he has like the oh, he he has the the samurai sword. The mm. Yamato. He's the one that does like the cool like lightning fast like cuts. Like almost like dimension cuts in a way. Okay, okay. Um but yeah, he he is like so fun to play and they couldn't have made a better theme song for him. Like that shit like that shit is so good that when you play as Virgil, you beat up enemies so fast that it doesn't the, the song doesn't pay off and you're like, fuck, I need to slow down so I can listen to the song. But yeah, I'm very happy that I was able to get through it. And actually, it was actually pretty cool because um I'm not gonna like since it's still kind of fresh, I'm not gonna try to spoil it, but um they they actually added on to the ending of the game. As far as interactions with Dante and Virgil go, they they've actually added a little bit of like fun little character moment moments with them. And I thought that was actually pretty cool and appreciative. Looks like you got some work to do now, man. Ninety nine. Yeah, because um, to explain what like Bully Palace is, it's basically a um, it's kind of like a tower. It's like a, like a tower game. Um, like like kind of like is it like. Of, like wave defense kind of not really wave defense but like no it's it's like a it's like a tower horde mode kind of game so it's like you have 99 levels and each level has a different assortment of enemies like the higher you go the more variety and difficulty you get um and then every like 20 or so you get one of the boss battles from the game now, what's difficult is that unless if you pick up uh, health orbs, your or if you use your uh, your DT, you don't recover health, mm-hmm. and you're also timed. And the only way that you get more time is that if you efficiently beat your enemies without taking too long or like messing up, because the better you do, the more time it adds on to your timer. And you have to outlast 90 levels, including boss fight, like full boss fights. And you can't die. 
Because once you die, once you die, you start all the way at the beginning. That'd be pretty intense. Yeah, but it's fun. It's very fun. So that's gonna that's gonna be, uh, in the in the streaming future. Mm -hmm. uh, but besides that, you know, just uh, you know, doing doing my thing, grinding out grinding down Destiny. Uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. enjoying uh, playing as the Predator and uh mando and now ryu in uh fortnite reuse in fortnite ryu and chun Li got added on to fortnite over the weekend oh, who won't they add dude this, who, this season has been insane because like here's here's the list of like like third party characters they've added this season they have mando they have mandalorian um they added uh the predator they've added uh snake eyes from um gi joe they've they've added they recently added the flash um they added the joker um let's see they like batman joker or like persona yeah. joker like batman joker the previous season they had a whole summer season of marvel so you have like wolverines and storms and Deadpool's running around everywhere. What else? They just released Ryu and Chun Li. It, it's crazy. It's it's it, it's so much. Oh no, that's right. They also released Master Chief, and they also released Kratos. Oh, was that this all this season? season? That's all this season. <laughs> Boy. Boy. Atreus, build the so fort. As as much Boy. as. So. Obviously, Boy. Epic doesn't seem to be hurting that much from their loss of Apple sales. <laughs> They're pumping out all, all this nope. money for all these these characters. Wow. can't believe it, man. They just throw money at all this licensing stuff. But hey, it's still a popular Pe game. People pay for it. People pay people, for it, yeah. You'd, you'd be surprised uh, what they will do. Like, what little thing will get people to, like... Because honestly, like I, I've hopped in Fortnite every now and again. Like before this, the last time I hopped in was for that Rise of Skywalker event, mm -hmm. which was fun because they they added lightsabers and like Star Wars weapons to the game, so it was fun. People w running around waving lightsabers everywhere, it was fun. But when they when they announced that they're adding Mando, I was like, oh, maybe mm -hmm. I'll hop into Fortnite again. And I, I don't know what happened. Like it just clicked all of a sudden like now i'm really actually having fun with fortnite and it's mostly because they have a team deathmatch mode so i don't have to play battle royale anymore and i get oh, the same, okay and i get the same amount of experience as playing in battle royale so that would that would entice me that's enticing hold on 50 50 v 50 v 50 uh team deathmatch like it first to a first to 100 um you respawn as much as you need to there's like no stress except for trying to win and i could dig it but i will say okay i i'll i'll say this last thing and i'll finish my week but i will give them so much credit as far as as real scummy as like epic can be i will give them credit that when they added the predator they gave the predator its own area that mimicked the first Predator movie. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, they didn't like 
the predator isn't something that you can buy you have to you have to unlock him and how you unlock him is that you go to the predator area and you'll be roaming around in the little like quarantined area that's like a, like a jungle and you'd be running around and all of a sudden you start hearing that like ominous predator music like that like the if you remember from uh what was that one um ghost recon game we played joel okay but oh uh, shit man um fancy recon it was the one before, it was one for before breakpoint Wildlands. Uh, Wildlands. The Predator DLC. It was kind. It was kind of like that. So like you'll hear like the, the kind of like. Jungle beat, like kind of like drumming. And um, all of a sudden. You see the predator in its in its like camo like running past you and like what the fuck, and you'll just be like, uh, what am I doing? And then you'll hear him yell and like start shooting at you as it's camouflaged and like shit. And so you're trying to like fight this thing. And like, if you're, if you're in there with like a group, it's not that hard. It's just, it's like hard to like, you like lose track of him for a second. You have to kind of like refocus and find him. But eventually you, uh, if you take him down and you kill him, um, it unlocks the skin for you to use in the game. But if you also kill him during your match, he drops his cl- his cloaking device, so you can use that in like during your match. That's dope. And it's not like a one time nice. use thing. It's like you use it, and then it has a cooldown time when you deactivate it, and you can just continuously use it as long as you're alive. And then after that, they give you a like a like how Fortnite does like their skins sometimes is that they'll have like a like a quest line to like upgrade the the look of the skin. And so the quest line for the predator um, gives you his um, like his claw blades so you can use as like a melee weapon. But then it also gives you a sick ass like specific taunt for the predator where he clicks off his helmet and then he does like the big like predator like roar like scream with like yeah with like the teeth coming out <laughs> the tendrils and then if you do it again he puts the mask back on so it's like you can have the mask off for like the whole game and if you do mm. it again he puts the mask back on and it's like dude, attention to detail cool coming from Fortnite. those poor I they may or may people. not be installing Fortnite right now as we speak dude we need to hop in then cross <laughs> cross play cross progression bring it anywhere you want except for apple <laughs> but yeah that was my week uh joel how was your week um i'll go back a bit here let me turn on my camera i want to show you guys so um our friend commissioned an art piece for me which i haven't really shared with a lot of people but i want to show them because it's we're live so this person knows i love the mummy and mm-hmm. star wars so they commissioned me this, and it's pretty. Oh my god! I don't know if you guys oh can see it. Oh my god! So, for the so <laughs> since there's no video, to explain what we're looking at here, imagine like 
the scene in the mummy <laughs> that they go to the past and a knock star the moon's coming out and like her very like like sultry dress kind of thing but then replace her head with jar jar binks <laughs> yeah so and then uh emotep is uh palpatine like looking all at her in per- yeah so <laughs> i got that as a birthday present recently um I finally got it, and then that same weekend, um, my friend who done who's a DM, we went back into his campaign of D and D. We were stuck in a dungeon. And I was like, "Hey, you know, let's uh, let's play again." And the friends who I wanted, it's like, "Hey, are you free to actually play?" And some friends were free, and then we all jumped in and had fun. And we had a lot. We had someone died. But I heard they were about in like an idiot. So I was I <laughs> was, was unfortunately not able to play that day, but I I heard what happened from Fernando. Yeah, I'm sure he told you the whole story. But yeah, um, fast forward. Oh, the new season of Destiny dropped. Well, we'll talk about that. Um, yeah, took took you guys through the raid, the new raid, mm-hmm. the Deep Stone Crypt. That was fun. Um, been chasing that new weapon. Um, let's see. Other than Destiny, um, let's see. Just, you know, been working, trying to, you know, get my vaccine so I feel better about working in person with kids. Oh, yeah. And what else? Oh, um, yesterday I just put some new music on SoundCloud. I've been working on Hell some yeah. stuff that came, you know, it's been working on it here and there. I was like, you know, I should finally put it out. And I just did it. And then this guy who, um, who owns a YouTube channel for Warhammer Lore, he like makes his own series. Uh, I do some voice lines for him here and there, and I finally sent him off. I've been like dragging my feet, but he's like, he made like a new story. He needed like a like a guard voice. I was like, okay, I'll do it, and Dude, I sent cool. that off. So, yeah, that's um, awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, anything else I'm missing? I don't know. I feel like a week is kind of like bl- weeks are blending. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's uh, it Joel, for now. Where, where, where they where could uh, the fine people listening to this podcast find said uh, newly released music? It's on SoundCloud. If you look for it, Mad Mech Monster Mind. There's also some stuff on Spotify. Oh, is the stuff you added on SoundCloud on Spotify now or no? No, some of the things I haven't added. Um, I'm trying to work on an, another EP. I'm just trying to, ch- uh, of the stuff I put on SoundCloud, like I have some stuff I put out there and then I'm going to try to pick and pull some stuff for a new EP to put on spotify and other streaming services so i'm still working on other things and beats and with my chaosolator and guitar so it's been like a slow process during the pandemic but recently i've just been i, I don't know usually have like an inspiration kind of like it, it hits me like lightning it's like boom like oh i'm super inspired but lately it's been tough but so i've just been like working out like okay i'm gonna put time aside just to work on it and turn things out and it's been working out pretty nicely that way for sure yeah, definitely, nice, definitely, nice, nice. definitely yeah. go check it out if you if you're interested at all in music. Definitely go check it out, especially like definitely I, Daft I was Punk about to inspired. Say, like, if, <laughs> if you're enthralled with any of our Daft Punk talk, like prime example of how much they've inspired people to make music. Yeah, some one of my friends said like I was like, hey, I've been new stuff. And they're like, I'm sorry, I'm not in the mood for electronic stuff. I was like, oh, what? <laughs> they consider me electronic? It's <laughs> <Dope>. funny. <laughs> That's really funny. Awesome. You're right. I was like, oh, sweet. I thank you, Daft Punk <laughs> gods. <laughs> you brought um, me here. 
any other plugs that you want to make? Um, not that I can think of. It's all gonna hit me like ten minutes when oh, we're done, and like that's okay. We can if we you can at the end. like oh fuck. Yeah, I could do a quick reminder. Um, yeah, right. Marcelo, do you yes. have any uh, plugs in mind at the moment before we get into the heavy conversation? You can follow me on Twitter at m. 90 plays where I'd like to share funny shit from time to time. That's about oh, it, yeah. really. He does. He does. He does. Hey man, you gotta you gotta you gotta share those shit posts sometimes. Sometimes that's all you gotta do. <laughs> what right. about you, Brian? Where can we see you opening up your T T C G stuff? What are your various channels? Oh, okay. Um well um if you like to see me live, I stream on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Brian Saber. And that's Saber with an R-E and not an E-R because I like to be difficult. Um, can also follow on um, Instagram and Twitter at uh, Brian underscore Saber, uh, spelled the same way. And then also, if you're interested in the podcast we have a twitter at united underscore we nerd on twitter as well where we'll be updating and kind of just sharing fun nerd stuff that gets announced throughout the week mm -hmm. as we get more try to get more active more more regularly i'm assuming oh yeah mm -hmm. so yeah um now that we have the weeks out of the way i'd figure we talk a little bit just a little light news uh, before we head into our Destiny conversation. Um, mm -hmm. So over the weekend, we had BlizzCon, or what they like to call BlizzCon Line 2021. Um, there, were some, there were some light announcements, um, some Warcraft announcements, some Diablo, uh, Diablo 2 kind of like remaster coming out sometime this year i think so that's cool we got some um overwatch 2 kind of behind the scenes no official release yet for that looks interesting though i know a lot of us played overwatch um really excited about that co-op play because i know that was very lacking from the original game um did you guys see any of the overwatch stuff i didn't i didn't catch it anything from this year's blizz stuff like nothing i've been so out of the loop with know. that kind of stuff i uh i saw some of the images and i heard about diablo resurrection or their remaster mm -hmm. of the client resurrection but other than that um no it hasn't been big this year um at least maybe because i'm not as invested like i don't know two years ago it was like y y come on you gotta try to go to blizzcon and get your cosplays ready and all that and it's like you know i feel like for me at least overwatch is definitely mm -hmm. the back of the line it's like you know it's i feel like their time to announce stuff for overwatch has passed but i could be wrong um at least for me i like i said for me it's fallen I, to the back i of the would line, definitely so. uh check out their behind the scenes presentation it's like a it's like a roughly like 38 minute video of them talking about what they are planning, what they've kind of been doing with Overwatch 2. And they kind of show a little bit about a little bit of what they've been doing 
it's a it's a very interesting watch if you're you're interested at all in Overwatch. But yeah, I like I haven't been playing much Overwatch recently, just because you know it's an what five year old game at this point, or more than five year old game at this point. More than five years, that feels like. Um, but yeah, still looking forward to seeing what they could do with it, especially if they can get more of that co op and story campaign stuff added into it that'll be fun um they had some hearthstone news i know fernando's gonna be for- excited about that um i actually hopped in the f- uh hearthstone again like over the weekend just because of the blizzcon hype and it's actually changed a little bit i was surprised oh really whole- I, had- I think i still have it on my phone <laughs> their whole um like what like remember how they would give you like three quests Mm-hmm. To like knock out they have totally yeah. changed all of that now it's more of a kind of progression kind of deal where they have a whole like progression list that like has all the different categories like if you're playing like ranked or you're playing the solo adventures and stuff like that and like things you do will give you points that add up to certain um rewards and things like that and so that, that actually was a very welcoming kind of addition I didn't know was there. That's probably been out for a while. And a lot of people are like, it's been there for so long. It's like, how do you call yourselves a Hearthstone fan? God. <laughs> yeah, they. Thank God I don't hang out with any gatekeeping fucking Hearthstone <laughs> nerds. Jesus. Yeah, right. Um, and I guess their newest solo adventure that they released. It's kind of cool because it focuses on the original like hero characters for Hearthstone. And it's kind of like a little mini adventure on their origin story, kind of. Like I because I, I, I play as a hunter a lot, so I've been playing through Rektar's um campaign. It's, it's based so far, it's been showing like his progression of like le- leaving his clan, going to like to like align with like the horde and kind of like his like progression through his I don't, I don't say rise to fame, but just kind of like his his overall story. So that's kind of a cool. Especially for someone like me that never played World of Warcraft. It's kind of nice to like see a kind of like quickie version of these characters' stories. Played it for <laughs> one, one hour. And of course, the biggest news that come out of BlizzCon 2021... Um, Metallica cannot play <laughs> on a scheduled on a scheduled oh, concert. With the... That's fucking that's that's some ironical. <laughs> the best part right though there. is if you saw the clip, they couldn't have they could have at least put like some like generic rock music over it, not like some like elevator esque like <laughs> <laughs> bit too. Doesn't that make it so much better though? Exit. And the funniest thing is that that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for Lars, if you think about it. Because, like, because, yep. like, what was it? Was it like back in like um, the early 2000s? I think it was 2003, 2004 with their like documentary, Some Kind of Monster or something like that, when they were like actively like, you know, going against like Napster and all those other places where they could download their music for free or so. Basically, pretty much Lars Ulrich is basically one of the like head 
like the drummer like yeah basically like the one of the poster child of like the movement to have what the dmca is today like everything that content creators are like fearing at the moment was pretty much like power played by by him in a way and so it's just kind of ironic to see like a scheduled like live metallica musical performance being pretty much blocked by the thing <laughs> that they created and it's just like ironic <laughs> music hey karma man music industry is a very interesting place um but yeah um so that was blizzcon um so i it seems like uh marcel's still having problems but um if you want to, we can start getting into the main topic of the week, uh, Destiny and the new season. Uh, yeah, we can get started. I just, I just don't want to leave them behind. Um, I mean, it's not like we can't jump in, and we can't, you can't talk about it next I time mean, either. So why don't we just kind of like get an uh, idea of where we're coming from? Why don't you start off with kind of like our history with? destiny as a franchise and we can kind of i'll try to see where marcel is at and yeah I'll, I'll, i can i can go on a tangent and talk about destiny um at least for me um I, coming from like halo 3 and odst um i you know i was playing fallout a lot and you know i love mass effect but i wasn't sold on getting an xbox but my friends like you should probably check out destiny it's gonna be dope and i played the beta um before and it was really cool but what sold me the most was like oh shit you can do emotes with your friends like you can <laughs> dance and be hella dumb in the public space i was like dude i'm already you know like shooters are a dime a dozen I, sometimes i feel but like it's like oh shit i don't have any game like that for me right i've never played anything like that i, I didn't do you know emotes yeah. in warcraft or whatever so like, this is dope and then you know, I already play a lot of shooters, you know, I was like coming off of Call of Duty and all that and, and Halo. And it was like, okay, let's play another space, you know, exploration game. And it was dope. And uh, I remember we beat the main story. It's like, eh, it was kind of disappointing. But they they listened, though. They're like, you know what? We're going to improve. And they just kept getting better and better. And, um, you know, it was super grindy as an MMORPG should be. But I didn't really understand that thing, that whole purpose. But yeah, and it, it took me a while. Like I really liked playing, but I didn't really do a lot of endgame stuff. Like I was playing a lot more casual before, and and then as time went by. We were playing it, and I was like, "Oh, this is dope! This is dope!" And then they just released. It just got better and better. And then two came out, and you know they they backpedaled on a lot of things, but they still and were inventive, and they were. It was just a lot of fun, and. I think it's in a really good space now. It's, you know, definitely through a lot of hoops and mistakes, but I, I think the season is really good and I'm a big, big fan. And I actually see a lot of parallels because I, I fucking love Mass Effect. Mm -hmm. That's my jam. Devil May Cries for Brian and for me, it's Mass Effect. Like, there, I can tell, like, when they picked up the writers, like, some shit from Mass Effect, like, they definitely had. Oh, I pulled some ideas i already still see 
uh, in this one in Destiny already that they pulled from Mass Effect. I'm like, they're just good changes. I'm cool with that. Some of the Mass Effect writers. That's cool. Yeah, uh, right before like the Whisper mission, uh, they're like some writers have left and Bungie acquired them. I was like, Mm -hmm. what? I mean, that was sad for me. It's like, oh shit, Mass Effect's in trouble. But at the same time, oh, you know, know, I have a reason to keep playing this game because the people who are great at this one game are now coming to this. You know, now now that I think about it, I can kind of see where that influence comes in, at least with like the most recent kind of stuff, because like, uh, like some of the exotic quests that we've been getting recently, kind of like um, what was it, a uh, dead man and uh, uh, yeah, Hawkmoon. Like they yeah. made like full on, like story esque missions just to acquire that weapon, and if and like it felt like they were for a small of like a mission that was like a one time mission that was. They did a very good job of kind of like making you feel like you're in that environment, especially with the uh, the dead man mission, where it's like it starts out where it's like the gate to the ship is closed and you can't get through. And so now you have to kind of like hop around the outside in space to try to find an access door to get into. And then once you get in, like it had this kind of like like spooky kind of like suspenseful like vibe, kind of like kind of like we were like talking about it. It's like it felt like very dead spacey and sort of like vibe like I Definitely. know it's not Mass Effect but it's like it has that they did such a good job of just with like the look of the area like nothing nothing was happening like every once in a while you'd have like some enemies popping at, at you but like just giving you that eerie vibe of like your surroundings like what is this place it's like it it's a feeling that you haven't really gotten and, yet in Destiny yeah. And then it, it just shows how far it's come. Like we didn't expect it to be that good and even layered. They've had to work to get here and they're they're putting you know, they're teasing us more and more things and they've been laying the breadcrumbs. Um across the story. But before we go further, let's throw it back to you, Brian. Like what let's talk about your relationship and start with um, Destiny. I definitely was one of those people that wasn't sure that Destiny was my thing back in Destiny One until that first demo came out of like like that little like cosmodrome like mission that they let you do and uh after a while i was like oh okay you know i can i can see like because i know it was bungee so i was like i was thinking like is this like halo in a way and it's like in some ways it like you can see like the history of bungee like kind of sprinkle around but it's like it felt different and like I know at the time, like because of Activision and stuff like that, they're kind of really trying not to like mention like this is kind of like an RPG kind of thing. Like they're like they don't want to scare away shooters people, especially like when they finally got released from Activision. And it's like yeah, no, we are a first-person shooter RPG game, and it's like now they're trying now they're finally like getting they've kind of settled into like that position and now they're like it feels like they've gotten more free to do what they want which is nice they don't have a big publishing company breathing down their neck now for sales that's kind of like what's happening now but i'll bring it back to back then um but yeah like i having the like i i play call of duty a little bit with you guys too and i've played other shooters back then and 
it felt interesting that I don't know your your access to fun didn't feel like you had to be very good at this game like PvP wise in order to have fun. The fact that you can get your team your like team of three or your team of six if you're raiding and like go on this grand adventure like for like in a first person shooter type of game, but then you also get the RPG aspect of like you get your special character with its subclasses and you have special unique armor sets that you can kind of mix and match and design in a way you see fit and like go throughout this world and kind of just explore and yeah grind a lot but that's that's kind of a given at this point in gaming but um yeah it was just I think it released at the perfect time because people were burnt, really getting burnt out on Call of Duty. They were getting burnt out on Battlefield, even though Battlefield doesn't release as often as Call of Duty did. Nope. And there wasn't really any other popular like shooter game. At least that I can remember. Yeah, Borderlands 3 was way gone from the horizon. Like we're like, when's Borderlands 3 coming out? And, and we like, got the answer like, too late. It came out like three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I still own Borderlands 3 but no one else bought it. And so Borderlands 3 is what it is. That's that's a different story. Um but yeah, maybe uh when it's free on the Xbox Live store I'll grab it. We could go through it. It's, it's still fun. It's just not fun to play by yourself. To, to be honest, it's not fun to play by oh, yourself. Oh, I I bet. Um, I bet. But yeah, I don't know. It's just like it just clicked all of a sudden. And now like yeah, like Back in the Activision days, I kind of dipped in and out when things got kind of stupid. And like you can tell that they were kind of being held back a little bit as far as what content they were allowed oh, to yeah. make at the time, like Bungie was allowed to make at the time. Um, but lately, like this past year, they've been they've been doing a very good job of being on their own and being like, yo, we're gonna we're gonna do things that we wanted that we want to do now. And like it like you were saying before, like having all the fun like little like team moments where it's like you you get like the thing you wanted like the special weapon or like the cosmetic thing you wanted the emotes that you're hunting down for or like yeah. having having that sense of like okay we're all going to get together and we're going to we're going to knock this thing out is like something I know there's a lot of other games that can do that kind of that deal um but yeah, and like, I mean, you just reminded me. Like, uh, for me, it's funny because I was like, you know what? Des I went through Destiny One, and these two DLCs of Destiny Two were good, but they were super grindy. And you could tell, like, if you wanted to really get far and get the most out of it, you really had to put in time and some RNG. It was just, it was just, I, I want to say like a bad model. Like, I enjoyed it, but it's like, eh, this is this is too, you know, this isn't what I was here for, right? Um, and then like they had uh right before Forsaken, which for mm -hmm. me turned it around. This is a big DLC where they had a great story. They hired hired another company to help them with the DLC and designs, and uh, well, we can talk about that later. But there was a secret mission that had people buzzing, and we're like, "What? This is really cool." I was like, "You know what? Um, w what else is there for me to chase? Right? Like this is this is it." And they're like, "Hey, this guy. It might have been a developer, but it's like, hey." after you do a certain public event 
this portal opens and you go in and you're doing a timed mission. And if you beat all the bosses and do all the platforming within the time limit, you get a sick cool weapon, which is a throwback Mm -hmm. to one, right? Mm -hmm. Like, oh shit, it's Black Hammer again, right? And so it's like, I don't know. The first time you had the secret mission, it was not platform heavy. It was like, it's literally like kill as many ads as you can as fast as possible, get to the boss, defeat the boss. Where for this one, it's like, you got to make your way there first, <laughs> then you got to fight. And I sucked at that platforming. I think I remember one of our buddies was taking, like, hey, we got to do the secret mission. And like, he was already at the boss room. And I was like, it was like 15 minutes in out of 20. I'm like, fuck, dude, I'm barely past like the first area. But then it was like, I think that excitement of like something cool and new and that like hero moment, right? It's like, oh shit, this is really cool stuff. And we got to keep going back in. And it's that, I mean, for me, that's when I started turning out like, oh, and then we got the cool weapon Whisper of the Worm. And so, yeah. And then Forsaken. And from there, it's, I feel like the game just is getting better. People say Shadow Keep wasn't that great, but there are still great things about Shadow Keep. Shadow Keep. Um, and then Beyond, Beyond Light, I feel like they, they know what they're doing beyond light. There was Forsaken, there was endgame stuff, but I didn't mm-hmm. pursue it as well. But then like with Beyond Light, it's like there's like oh, you think you're done with main story. Guess what? There's a second part to the story. There's even more to chase for solo players and raiders and collectors. Be- beyond like, light oh, is <laughs> Bungie finally going at like at full steam. Like Shadow Keep was oh, yeah. Bungie fresh fresh from being released from Activision on their own, like getting getting yeah. their bearings in, like do, doing some cool things now and th- now and then. Yeah, some some of the seasonal content was kind of sparse, but it was under to me it was understandable for the most part. And then Forsaken came yeah, out, yeah. and that's when it's like, okay, you know, we're starting to see what the future can look like for Destiny. And then they started adding more yeah. content. They started doing more fun little season things. And then they even started teasing live live events leading up to Beyond Light. Oh, they, yeah, that's right. They did that before the two, Beyond Light. two special events. Um, one was the Rasputin uh, little live live event that was, was really interesting because yeah. there's just like a whole lobby of people just kind of watching something slowly get blown up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i guess i mean i think that's how they were testing live events too like they were really showing like what people will people be there how long people will be there for and uh what it was like a three-hour wait for like to it see was, them blow it was something a very up slow burn but i think it's because um very slow burn it was their first time and they were trying to think things like that. Every, everything can't yeah. be Fortnite at the at this point in time <laughs> Yeah, I think they're definitely trying to see if they could jump on that Fortnite hype for sure for the live but event. I hope they do more of it, like for like big story beats, because I I feel like once they get that down, that could be really something to like very like very look forward to, especially if it's like you have your whole school, you your whole fire teams there, and you're kind of like in the moment, and you get to experience this like like literally once once in the lifespan of like this game event that you can't really repeat. Yeah. I, I definitely feel that like, especially with like just those good fire team moments, like I throw back to whisper, like people like love whisper so much about the ornament and then it funded the outbreak prime mission. And I'm pretty sure the outbreak prime mission 
funded this newest dead man's tale and i might just be like yo this has like been the best secret mission they've made See, so i'm about to buy that ornament to say hey we need this remember good when eververse used to be just like this weird like emote shop that no one cared about yeah. really and now it's like <laughs> evolved shit. into this thing where it's become like I won't say the lifeblood of this game, but it's kind of the lifeblood of this game. But I say, like, the only way I can explain it is microtransactions done right because nothing is mandatory, but it's yes, they're making quality items that people really enjoy. And because of, like you were saying, because of that, it's been able to ha- have funding for all of these really cool events that we get to experience down the road. Yeah, or skins dances Dude, you got the power when, line they, when season of the chosen came out and they had the they had the perfect cast from goofy movie i was set that thing is never leaving my character <laughs> i'm gonna do the perfect <laughs> cast for yeah. every raid that we ever do <laughs> yeah that was yeah and then i've never done like a big puzzle activity like in a game before so i'm gonna shift to raids really quick i remember the first time we vaults of glass i was like i don't know what Dude. the fuck to expect i've never raided before which you know if you ask some of our friends they've done big ass raids and wow with 40 people they need team leaders and all that but for us it's a little more intimate and figuring it out especially for me i you know i just usually point mm-hmm. shoot gun and that's it you know, now we have to jump. We have to worry about timing. There's a time limit. Sequences. Um, we have to, yeah, sequences, puzzles. And it's like, it it really challenged us. And they, they've done a good job, for sure, for challenging six people who, at least for me, I try to go in blind at first so I can get that full experience. But yeah, I remember Vault of Glass. I was like, what the fuck are mm-hmm. we even doing? And, I, you know, I didn't even do a good job getting carried most of the time i like, remember I'm still spending lost. hours I'm trying to like... figure out the perfect way to get through a mission a, a portion of the raid and the fact that they're bringing yeah. back vault of glass is going to be so much fun because like we have that knowledge of back then but yet but it's been it's been like what uh seven years like four years because three years i don't vault, know vault of, vault of glass seven was the years? first destiny raid in destiny one Destiny One had a, like a shelf life of three years, I think, and now we're in the fourth. And now we're in the fourth yeah, year of right. Destiny Two, so seven years since Vault of Glass. That's true. Damn. Damn. Yeah, I I sort of remember things. I remember one passage. <laughs> That's what I remember. But yeah, I I just remember like, you know, I think what Destiny does really well is hero moments, especially in those raids. Like it's like, oh shit, you know, come through, do this, do that. Oh, we got it, we got it. You know. When things line up and it's just like it like invigorates you and you're everything's on point. Like it's a great feeling with your team. And you know, with Vault of Glass. And of course, I think right before Dark Below dropped, me and Marcelo actually got the Mytho class weapon. Oh, nice. We're like, what we got it. <laughs> you know, we were we were hyped. And they nerfed it to the ground, of course, it's <laughs> fucking broken. But as they do. And then Dark Below came out and that one that one was really hard for me because I was I, I was still like struggling with raids and stuff and like not getting the like the whole thing about it. And it was like I guess we just do this. But it was fun. We got cool weapons. Um, you know, it's like slap on that Gallahorn if you got it and all that. And it was it was cool. Like we can't just blow the boss up. We actually have to fight the boss on their own terms in their own world, which is like a cool concept. And of course in all games, right? Like you have to fight the boss this way, but 
in a shooter sense, it's like, no, you can't actually just blow them up. You have to do this, this actual way, you know, blow them up and then do it mm-hmm. this way. And it's, they've only like, I feel like they've only gotten better at kind of like reinventing what a raid is. Cause like you're saying before, how like it made, it made you think like you never had to thought, think about like a, a shooter game before like that instantly reminds yeah. me of that one section in the dreaming city raid where the last oh, the last wish raid where it was like the panels on the floor and he had to match up the panels on on the wall oh, yeah sure and Ochi, like baby. You had to make sure <laughs> that people were standing on the right sections and like no one was like stepping on it more than once but also there's enemies in the room so you had to have people that add cleared but at the same time you had to kind of keep focus so you can solve the puzzle so you can get up to the next platform dude sure she broke so many teams i remember before i got my raid t- uh ribbon spade title for that like sure she was like red shochi no one would join because no one wants to teach that no one wants to shochi which arguably it's not that hard but it's like people want to be doing other things and other activities not teaching and doing a puzzle boss rush you know no. it's it, I get it. At the same time, it's I, I don't know. I've done so many times. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I mean, we could get I'll through give, it, <laughs> but I can understand why why it's frustrating. Why and I'll give you credit because uh, you're you're the leader of our Destiny Two clan, and you yeah. <laughs> you have gone out of your way so many times to teach people pretty much every raid in Destiny Two for, for loot. loot. <laughs> like you, you've actually loot. taken the time to like teach people that didn't know. It's like you're not exclusive. Unless it was like very like you're like no, looking no, for like a very man. like specific like title or something like that you you allow people to come in regardless of their experience level. Oh yeah, I've definitely brought people who've had no idea and all the way. But I of course I gotta address the elephant in a room. You can't talk about Destiny without Kingsfall. <laughs> and for me, I I'm, I'm gonna be honest. Kingsfall made me hate raids because I I was bad at raids already. And I got carried. I was like, what the fuck is going on? I still don't even understand like three of the encounters, four of the encounters. Like literally, like, I was like, what do we do? What do we do? And they probably fucking hated me, whoever's with me. Like, I literally don't know what we're supposed to do right now. Please tell me what to do. Like, jump over here, do this, do that. The boss is here. Remember to kill this guy. Get the buff. I'm like, what the to fuck? To this are we day, even doing? I still haven't <laughs> run King's Folk all the way through. Dude, it's nerve wracking. I think I only I think I looked at a raid report. I only defeated him once, Oryx once, and hard once. So two times. I only did hard to get the weapon wow. touch of malice. Like that was the only reason. And I that made me hate raids. Also because I had a bad experience. I had bad I like most of them, people were just like not patient. They would leave, you know, talking shit to each other. Or like, you don't have this, you can't join. And that that's unfortunate, like an unfortunate mm-hmm. barrier you have to go through because with with a big community like that, you get every all kinds of yep. people, and there's some people who just yep. don't play nice, not patient. And as someone who's done led raids or taught raids, it's like there's that there's always sometimes gonna be that guy who's mm-hmm. a bigot, doesn't listen, putting down people. I remember once I was teaching, I think maybe it was you and Marcelo last wish, and there was this guy who made some really bad comments. I remember I like, that oh, dude. Shit. I remember this that guy. dude. And it's funny though because I was like. He, he was talking shit to Marcelo, and I was like, Marcelo doesn't give a fuck, though. He's gonna be like, fuck this guy, I don't care, my own business. But he made a really bigoted comment, I was like, oh, fuck. And one of my friends was like, hey, 
Joel, this guy is, uh, and I was like, yeah, he's, I, I said to him in the chat, like, we'll take care of it. So what <laughs> happened is I, I used him for Shiro Chi and booted him right. I didn't say thank you. Didn't <laughs> I was like, bye. And so everyone's like, oh shit. And then we picked up a guy and Dude, he was, that was, that was such a finished. That literally brought us back from the brink because I was literally, I was at that point where it's like, you know, I don't really need to do, like, unlike you guys, like, I'm not like the one that feels the need to go into raids right away. Like, I'm usually the one that, like, ends yeah. up like waiting like a month or two later until I get up to level. And then you guys already know it. So it makes it easier on yeah, me. Yeah. But I was like, yeah. Like this guy is sucking the life out of this entire like weekend, and then it's so, it's so amazing yeah. just having it's like I don't know why like, guys... one asshole for like two hours and then yes. kick him out and have one person come in that is like just super chill. It's like, all right, I could do that. I, I could go. I could go another two hours. Yeah, he's like, I don't know what to do. It's like, as long are you a bigot? <laughs> no, then we're fine. And it was like. <laughs> moral of the story it's, it's it's crazy like i used to be afraid of kicking people it's like we're gonna lose a guy and then i remember my first time this guy was like i'm gonna do what i want he like nova bombed the boss fucking up everything i was like fuck this guy i was like oh that's so easy fuck him what was, what was the, <laughs> the one guy i was trying to get uh was it xenophage do you remember it was i was trying to get xenophage and it's like Guys, you you need to move out of the way so I could hit the guy for big damage. I need to hit the boss for big damage. Or what was it? Was it oh, It was last wish. We we're doing last wish. Are you talking about my my flawless run? I don't something? remember. But it was just I one guy. Know, but I do remember some guys like do this way, do this. It's like we don't have to do it that way. There are many ways, and you know, there's always one guy. So you guys need to do better. It's, <laughs> it's like, 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 dude, you're not. Bro. You're the one that's dying all the time. <laughs> You're the, guy, you're the guy that's always out of place. Yeah, you're doing like the fr- <laughs> booted. <laughs> hey, sometimes you just and, some- yeah, and I'll throw it back really quick. I was going to say sorry, sometimes you, you saying? just sorry, have Brad. to, you know, you know, run the risk of like ban hammer. It's better just to kick someone out that's being a complete asshole than you know worried about finishing a raid. Yeah, this happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You're saying. I was just going to throw it back to Wrath of the Machine was a really fun raid. Um, that one was like, I think I can maybe do this. Like, I finally was finding people who were like, yeah, you could do it. Yeah, you could teach it. And I was like, oh, I can actually do this part. They're like, all right, do it. And I did. And it that was a fun one. So throwing back to that. And then, of course, with Destiny, we had Destiny 2. Um, we had mm-hmm. Leviathan, which was aggravating. That made me hate raids again. <laughs> uh, because I just, it just, it's hard with like, it's just a hard encounter. There's a lot of mechanics. It's like, this isn't fun. Eventually, I got through it enough times with some people. It's like, oh, I get it now. Like, it's just a bunch of I steps. Mean, and then there was Eater of Worlds, Spire of Stars, with Spire. Oh, fuck. Like, that, that's a fucking mechanic mess. But, when you get it right, it's I mean, good, it doesn't help but... when one of the one of the rooms in Leviathan was bugged on day one. Oh yeah, that's dude. I did the prestige mode is the buggiest <laughs> fucking thing. God damn, we got boned so hard on the prestige mode, but we did it. But god damn, oh man, I was like, I'm never going back, and I didn't. I did not go back. They probably improved it, but and then what was that? What was after that? Let's see. Last oh, wish. last wish, which again. My first, I think what really got me into raiding was my 
person who guided me through that, he was super patient. He took me all the way through. And I feel like from there, I had to like pay it forward. Like he literally stuck with me so many hours and we did it. And I didn't get 1,000 voices, which you got, I so think, there, the first So time. there's been a track record of uh, you grinding out so many raids to get one specific item. And then by the time I come in to do, it, to do my first run, I get that item first thing. It hasn't happened the past two yeah, times, like, though. So <laughs> that streak's broken. That streak is officially yeah. broken. Yeah. But yeah, uh, you know, Last Wish is it's great. It's a good boss rush uh, raid. And there's, let's see, Garden Salvation. Brian hates Garden. We can, so I'm talk, not we go can too, talk about it, but I still stand. Garden is one of my <laughs> least favorite raids just because of the, the mechanical it, mess it's... that it is. It's the boss, but when you break it down, like next time we go back, I, I'll break it down for you to make it even easier. But it's yeah, I I didn't have a lot of good teachers for garden either for a while. I'm like, what the fuck do we even do? But eventually, I took so a few like five people through for divinity, and like it finally clicked because I was like, I need a shirt, but it still helped me. I kind of don't get garden, and I finally got. I was like, oh, it's like this, 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 and this. Okay, boom. And it, I feel like for me, for having room for last wish too, it just fell into place, and then. We, we, you know, we get Divinity. Divinity's cool, but damn, like, it stresses people out, that boss, and reasonably so. If you're not, a, like, good at raiding or, like, mechanics or, like, working well in a team, any combination of those three, it just fucks you up. And you're, like, grinding and grinding and grinding, and you're not getting good with the boss, and then, like, <laughs> you had to stay the whole session for Divinity. It's just <laughs> a bad recipe <laughs> for a raid. But, you know, if you got a calm team, you know, keep trying. Don't, you know, just persevere. You'll, you'll get that divinity. But damn, like it broke people too. Like that, that raid, it's like, nope, yeah. I'm out. <laughs> but I guess that's, yeah. I guess um, it's been good because we, we just did a Deep Stone Crypt uh, this past weekend. My Hell first yeah. time, of course. And of course, your 30th time or so. <laughs> No, that was Ben. <laughs> ben has done his thirtieth, thirty-first run or something. He finally okay, got eyes. So that, that was nice for him. Um, but I will say, um, I think Deepstone Crypt is probably my favorite Destiny Two raid at this moment. It's it's fun. It's not hard to grasp. The only thing that I think was hard to grasp was Atrax. But even then, like with the right team, he's or sorry, she isn't that hard of a mm -hmm. boss. Um, you could you could get through it with the right setup and i can see why like the day one raiders were really upset and having a hard time but like now that like it's all over how to do it and there are even better strats it's atrax and now there's a new titan armor for this season you can yes. kill atrax in the last thing the and it's like oh missile. and then and now i just wait on ben to just like all right missile, atrax, missile is like, back like, we don't better even than ever more yeah and what did you think of the elevator Dude, that up? was I so ask you about that. okay so like legit like as panicky as i was during that like encounter just like making sure i don't die being probably the weakest out of everybody there um being in that elevator ride going up um was i don't know why it was just so like shockingly like aesthetically pleasing it's reverse odious team, kind baby. Of, kind of is. <laughs> Shooting it, up the It space. definitely gave me um, Halo-ish 
Mass Effect vibes, just like being in that pod, like that pod elevator with a little w- window viewing out into space, and you're just seeing like the vastness of like the galaxy, and before you get into the flaming hellhole that is the the next section of the the room. Um, but yeah, there's I don't know I don't know what it was about Deep Stone that um. I don't know if it's just like the new direction that they're going in. It's just like the environment felt so kind of like engaging. It's 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 just a good raid. I think I think they knew to dial back the complicated mechanics, but still incorporate mm-hmm. some. Uh, you know, they they took a page from Garden and they just they did something fun like Wrath of the Machine, and they just they just did it again. Because Wrath of the Machine for me was really fun. And I, I, you know, I like, I think with Destiny with me, it's like there's a lot of love hate with me back and forth. But like, it's funny, like, I don't like raids. JK, <laughs> they're fun now. I hate PvP. Oh, fuck. I hit Legend one season. Like, you know, it just, I start like challenging myself and doing some harder things. I think that's a part of the game too. It's like, you've done all this. What next? Like, well, you know, jump in and try something new you know what's already waiting for it that's i think that's as cool as you could definitely jump into and not be amazing and still like get up there to be really good at, at the yeah. game like i feel like yeah it's obviously like a, a shared experience like anyone that's played any other kind of big like online like role-playing game like that probably feels that same way where it's like there's just some points where the grind is just getting too much, but then it just takes that one, that one little moment in time where like everything just resets and you're like, oh shit, all right, let's get on this. Like we're we're gonna go do this thing. I was forsaken for me and throwing in bows. Bows is a bows game changer too. I, I just and they're they're fun and like I don't even care. I I did trials with. Ben and with Tiku's divination, <laughs> and I was like Hell having yeah. fun kicking butt. So, yeah. All right, let me throw it back to some other things because we've been at yeah, it for we... a while. But we did say Destiny was the meat. Um, so I just wanted to say, what is your favorite exotic, Brian? To use? shit. <laughs> That's a big question. Um, or maybe top three. Top three weapons or, or okay. Um, if I had to choose, if I had to choose, like my ride or die, my ride or die loadout as as of die, yeah. this season, um, I would definitely have to say, um, Dead Man is so much fun to use. Dead Man, it really is. It for being ridiculous. like the the yeehaw of the Destiny world. <laughs> Is the most yeehaw, but also like you can get shit done with this gun, like scout rifle I've ever seen in in Destiny. It's just like a fun gun to use. It like it was a fun mission. It's a fun gun to use. Like it's just mid range. It's just mm-hmm. easy to handle, and it and just synergizes also, with I anyone. Got, I got really lucky well. getting the the drop that has outlaw on it, so reloads are a breeze for me now. It, it's yeehaw, it's yeehaw a hundred percent of the time. So. So Dead Man, um, Dead Man's Tale is definitely up there. Uh, I always have to throw it back to Crimson because Destiny One, I was a ride or die Red Death boy. So Crimson being like, Good, man. not only is it a hand cannon, I'm a hand cannon person, 
so being like the 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 sequel to Red Death, uh, Crimson is always kind of up there for me. Um, I'm not using it as much now, but I really was digging Traveler's Chosen when it came out. It's a very fun gun, and I just like how it synergizes with your armor loadout. So it was kind of nice. It was kind of nice, especially for me that um, likes to be able to have as many options as I can when I'm in a fight. Like using that, like not only being able to like take out enemies with that with that pistol, that sidearm is very good. But the fact that you get your yeah. meters back quicker when you when you stack up um, kills with that thing, yeah, um, yeah. Those are weapons. Um, I have nice. to give a shout out to Hall of Fire Heart. I used that a lot last uh, during Forsaken. That was like my number one armor pick, just because you you just play Sunbreaker anything, and you get that Infernal Whip, and you're set. <laughs> you can just ride out the whole season. So Hall of Fire is 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 mm-hmm. up there is a honorable mention for for me, and um. I always keep forgetting its names, Knight. Um, Rampart. Um, Lion Rampants. Lion Rampants, thank you. Those are also, have been fun recently to use. Uh, what about you? Um, so I play all the fucking three character suit. Brian's a Titan man, by the way. I I don't have time I've to started... do with three characters like you do. So <laughs> I, I, I make time to do it. I probably shouldn't, <laughs> but uh, I've I Warlock tried and true, but I love all three. Um, shout out to No Time to Explain. That secret oh, mission dude. of Destiny 1 was yeah. my fucking jam. And I had a shitty internet connection. So it's like going through that mission with platforms and portals, last boss room, I was like shaking. There was already like stress of the mission, but I was like extra stress I'll, to get through No Time to Explain. Um, I'll, so I'll, there's I'll just like I'll special that. nostalgic place for No Time to Explain for me. And also, um, they, they did No Time to Explain really good uh, this year. For its its they second did. time around, they did a really good job at making it more worthwhile. So that's an honorable Definitely. mention for me as well. No time to explain. Um, I really like all the exotic bows. I I just can't. I don't know. Uh, I I'll say honorable mention for those. I I fucking love Rudus effigy. It's so dumb. You grab you make your enemy to fall, <laughs> you whack them. I, that's just my number one. Like I put in my titan, slap it on, and I whack people. It's just stupid fun <laughs> and dunk on them. I've even like done like crucible matches. I just go and dunk on people and just turn my brain off, and it's just fun. You just mm-hmm. you either die trying to slam or you slam people. It's, and it's that great. crayon energy. Yeah, yeah, that crayon energy. <laughs> um, I want to say all the raid exotics are good, but I think like just I'll just say honorable mention to one K right now because it's just like a Godzilla beam. It's 1K. just fun to tear it up. One K. All the raid exotics are good. I don't have eyes yet, but. uh Maybe my 20th try, I'll have it. But yeah, 1K, I remember getting it. Oh. And then it wasn't, I was just grinding for it. And it was just relieved. I was just like, I'm just glad I have it. Like, I wasn't even excited anymore. I, just I, I, I can't believe I forgot this, but Lament. Oh, dude, Lament is dope. That, any, that slash. Anytime a game lets me do X-Ax from Devil May Cry in any other game automatically has a spot in my heart. So, Lament. Is where it's at. Uh, I'll give a shout out to the stag because I have like the mecha stag, the Capri Linux. Uh, oh, yeah, that, yeah. I, that's like slap that shit on my warlock. Um, 
let's see, Titan, I'll say Lion Rampant, because, of course, I got the ornament, the Mecha Boosters, it's Gundam all day. Hell yeah. Um, for my Hunter, oh, that, oh, it's got to be Nighthawk. It, that gun is always, that armor piece is always good. That golden gun one-shot yeah, just eliminate anything. It's it's cool to the eyes glow. Oh, man, ever since one, it's like, your super's ready, you just know it's ready. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just, yeah, that's just how we do, how we play. Yeah. Um, let's see. I know um, you've been getting special editions uh, for a bit, but uh, like the Stranger statue came early for me, but like my, my disc and everything came late. So I was mad, or the DLC yeah, got, came late. But you got, yeah, you I just want to talk about like, about that. yeah, we, I just want to talk about what special things we have. I'll say I have the Stranger statue from this. I got a, a, the Warlock jacket, which I rock once in a while. Um, I even I forgot to mention for a special event, we actually all went to PAX, Pacific Northwest Conference. Yep. And we did the Destiny like booth thing. We went, we tried Shadow Keep stuff. I dressed up as a warlock. Our buddy Ben dressed up as a Titan. You know, I, I we were with the creators. Dev signed my cosplay helmet. We had a cardboard. The the uh, the guy even joked like, You're not a Titan, are you? <laughs> and I just shook <laughs> my head. And yeah, even the prop guy they go to to make props. He likes my, uh, I made a cardboard world, world line zero. And he's like, dude, do you make this yourself? I was like, oh, dude, this is like an honor right now. <laughs> so, dude, yeah. yeah that good moment for, from death because of destiny. Like, yeah. I think, I think it was PAX, PAX West 2019 that made me realize like how connected the destiny community really is. Cause of moments like that, we actually get to meet. Cause like they're they're like a stone's throw away there. You're in Seattle, like they're a stone's yeah. throw away, um, and so it's like getting that experience. I feel especially for you, like actually getting to go up to them and like you know share share your excitement and your passion for the thing that they oh, yeah. made has to be like so gratifying because it's like it was dope. It's a big full circle. Yeah, and. I just realized they had a big, like, life-size recreation of Xenophage before we knew what it was. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, that was dope. And you could see the bug inside that's a guardian. It was like, ah, oh, that's just, oh, that's dope. Dope, actually, dope, dope. And I actually remember because they actually had Xenophage in one of the presets for the demo of, uh, yeah, they did. of Gambit. Yeah, man. Oops, yep. Man. Yeah. And we're getting, uh, we'll probably always be playing more and we'll be getting uh we're probably going through vault of glass next season when it comes out oh yeah yeah it's funny because like even our friends like some one of our friends who just like to raid as much he's like when's vault of glass coming because <laughs> he knew like we went through that shit together it's gonna be like it's gonna be very nostalgic for sure big throwback and we're all joking there's gonna be there's they have this new unit called the wyvern it's like there's gonna be an unstoppable wyvern i'm like Ugh, i'm just like grunting at it but it, you know they gotta spice it up somehow so i i can't wait i i want them to throw us a curveball so hard it like whip gives us whiplash yeah right <laughs> all, right. all right before we finish concluding i just want to say we can't talk about destiny without talking about the things that it's bred in competition <laughs> so first Mm-hmm. Um, we, because it's us two, we were like, let's check out the competition with Anthem. <laughs> oh boy. And have uh, we got I an update go yet? Whether or not it's going to live or die? Yeah, with Bioware. But yeah, just like I, 
just we're waiting to see what the fuck they can do. We there was like an announcement was it two weeks ago that the developers mm-hmm. or whatever the, they said the heads of EA they said by the end of the week the fate of Anthem is gonna be d- decided, and two weeks later we still don't know what that result is. I just want them to be like, just give us the answer. At least we know like you guys like really fucked it up or not. And but I will say what something great came out of it like different communities are like you know i believe in anthem because you know nobody wants to see like something they really like fail i mean people do sometimes but it's cool seeing like destiny community and you know even like other communities like you know we believe in you and we hope that you know you get that good redemption arc and Mm -hmm. you get something good out of it you know but yeah we got it we got anthem and we're like this is it you know it 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 had bare bones i can go on forever but it had like problems because it's like you can't even talk about destiny it's like dude that's your competition you're supposed to analyze it and build upon it to be better not ignore it but you know i can go on forever about that i mean but... not, to, not to mention the dev time was outrageously short but outrageously short they lied about how long they you know what they did with it and you know they pulled and people from to work from master andromeda work on anthem and their team is small yeah yeah okay i'm gonna go on a tirade but I, the I, Destiny Killer, it was called. <laughs> it, it was never even close. It didn't and even get off the ground. It's, but it it flew I, for a little. I honestly hope that they can somehow salvage it because underneath like the lack of content and just things to do, for the amount of time that they made that game, like the, the flight abilities alone is something I've been waiting for in a game for a long time because I'm an Iron Man fan. I I like Iron Man. Um, And the Iron Man games were never that good. (laughs) So this was like the first game that like made you feel like you had your Iron Man suit that you got to fully that you got to customize out, trick out with all with whatever kind of weapon armaments you got, paint it at any exotic color you wanted and just fly around shoot bad guys and like just have fun be iron man or like a wizard with magical powers or a tank basically smack enemies around or like a fast like dual wielder and slice and dice yeah so all all i hope is that they can somehow whatever anthem next becomes if they're if they decide to go along with it or if they don't continue an anthem if they could just take that game mechanic and put it somewhere else because i feel like the mechanics that they have there are really good and just put it into the right game with the right amount of care you could have a really good game on your hands it's just you need to put the effort into building everything else around it you know they decide to shoot themselves in the foot I don't know. We'll we'll see. They're right now. Uh, they're going through a interesting time with the return of Mass Effect and Dragon Age. Dragon coming Age. Back. I'm so worried, man. Because of Anthem, I am so worried. I love Mass Effect, but fuck, I am I am worried. <laughs> I'm really worried. We'll see what happens. Because from what the Legendary Collection for Mass Effect, it seems like they're they're doing a little tweaking here and there for something. So hopefully, hopefully when it comes it out, might be... it'll, it'll be good. I don't know. 
might be because they need money and they just like just fuck it let's just put it out for anniversary try to get money to fund anthem or whatever I mean, yeah. but but yeah i mean you can't be you can't you really can't go wrong with the original trilogy and if it if it boosts like i hope it's not like the same comparison but i hope that the legendary collection for mass for mass effect was what the i want to bring back because of course i am the devil may cry 4 special edition was for devil may cry because excluding the ninja theory devil may cry game the gap between four and five was like was a 10-year gap of nothing of nothing and it was during that time where capcom was kind of like in their weird the weird area where it's like they want to westernize more games and they're trying to like they don't have faith in a lot of their product like a lot of their uh licenses and stuff like that so um they decided to release four special edition like eight years after four came out would usually it's like the next year that the special edition comes out so it's like or maybe three yeah and it was literally the release of four special edition that got capcom to be like okay people still like devil may cry we are going to fund bring back the team for five and that turned into like the biggest like resurgence i guess re in quotes resurgence of the franchise and it became like one of the best if not the best uh character action games that they've ever made or at least the best devil may cry game they've ever made so i hope i hope legendary collection for mass effect kind of in the same vein leads on some hopefully getting like a mass effect 4 or whatever mass effect game they decide to make like it's the resurgence of mass effect like it's a regrouping and they bring like digging up the hole where andromeda was left you know all right. Only time before a little more. <laughs> one, it's like one more thing. <laughs> I promise it's like three things. Uh, Godfall. I just wanted to say I thought Anthem could go no lower, and Godfall. What's Godfall? <laughs> Godfall is an, is Anthem and Destiny done bad? <laughs> Anthem bad. All right. I just wanted to say like you can't get lower than Anthem somehow. <laughs> somehow. I. I literally forgot Godfall was a thing. Yeah, I. It looks so cool. I was like, I'll, I'll wait and I'll dodge the bullet there. Dodge We've the learned bullet. from last time. No yeah. more. Literally no end game content. Anthem at least squeezed out two things because probably because they, they, I mean, they did promise free DLC. They kind of delivered a free dungeon and a public event. That's like basically time night falls from destiny, but they did something. God falls like oh God. Anyway, just oh, wanted wow. to say you can get lower than Anthem. Um, <laughs> and Outriders, where Enix's response to Destiny and Anthem basically right. souped up people fighting like on like a co-op game fighting against people in space with powers. So, oh, have you not seen the trailer for Outriders? Is this new? 
not really. They announced it a while ago, but it's it's kind of like Destiny. That's the best way I can describe it. It's like they're humans with powers, and they're fighting like abominations, basically. Abominations meaning like creatures, not like abominations from Destiny, I should say. But I'll have to check that out. I yeah, I am honestly it's like I probably have seen it like at E three a few years ago, but I don't remember it at all. <laughs> edgy Destiny, as I like to call it. Right edgy now. Destiny. All right. all right, and lastly. And I promise, I, this is the last thing. Bungie <laughs> is working on a new IP. So, oh yeah, that's right. Uh, one of our buddies told me the name. I already forgot, but mystery IP. I'm wondering what they'll do. I mean, they Bungie's re, you know outsourced, you know, like uh, in Amsterdam to build up new things and expand their content. Is it for Destiny? Is it for Halo? I don't know. People are assuming it's for Destiny, but we'll see. How how crazy could it would it be if like this year? Or the year after, like during like Microsoft's big press conference of the year, and it's like, oh yeah, by the way, we are uh, a career reacquiring Bungie, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, holy shit! And then you have a whole big like Halo Infinite comes out, and then there's this, this big convergence event where Halo and, and Destiny just merge together. Yeah, you see, you see, uh, Saint 14 socked the shit out of Master T. <laughs> the Traveler explodes, and then in the remnants is a covenant. Halo. It's just, yeah, it's the, Halo. the Covenant come out, and then you see, uh, you see, um, uh, what's his name? Lord Shax jump on a prophet and start punching it like an <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, who knows? I mean, we'll, we'll see, see what I they... see Master Chief uh, punch, punch a cabal in the face. Yeah. People are, are, are expecting Destiny TV show. I'm like, I, well, I hope it's about like Guardians we hear about in lore. If so I don't want it to be about our character, the Guardian, if they actually did that. but mm-hmm. I don't well, know. Who knows what they have planned? Only time will tell. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening to this uh, borderline rantish of uh, Destiny. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, we appreciate you uh, hanging out with us. Um, we will hopefully be delivering more uh, fun conversations. Uh, let's see. We record every Monday, and we want to try to deliver these by wednesday so look forward to more episodes if you are listening to this and you would like to give us some feedback we'd greatly appreciate it whether on our twitter page uh united underscore we nerd at twitter or if you want to uh review on whatever podcast app please do so um and yeah thanks so much for being nerds with us and yeah yeah. Thanks for listening to us and hope you enjoyed our, our rants and uh, our future rants to come. <laughs> yes. So keep on nerding. Woo!